Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. teach on welcome to another were, were you thinking i was going to start today <laughs> no but i was it's just trying to give thing. them a calm entrance rather than that outburst <laughs> that you have <laughs> well welcome to another episode of the get your teach on podcast we are so excited we get to spend another week with you and on today's episode ooh, we're gonna dive into a pretty deep topic and this one is actually raw and real for us so mm-hmm. we've been, wade has been putting this one off because it's kind of going to have to get a little deep and really kind of talk in real time for us. But um, the topic for today is shame Mm. and feeling shame. Yes. As a human, um, but feeling shame in aspects of our life, you know, and everybody again wears different hats. But for us, what we're going to be talking about specifically today is wearing the hat of shame as parents who, and people who also serve other humans in the field of education, whether that be little humans or big humans, their teachers, educators, administrators, um, but just what role that has played in our life and how that has transpired into, you know, a lot of times feeling less than or being in different situations or different places, having lots of emotions. We've had a lot of emotions tied to this very concept here lately. Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say to that. I'm just very <laughs> nervous, I think, more than anything else. But I do think that this is important. And this is really going to be less about, you know, giving you specific takeaways other than the takeaways being in the story and a lot of times for me just hearing people's stories and really realizing that I'm not the only one that feels this way I think is the biggest takeaway and we don't really have an outline for this podcast we don't really have specific content this is honestly yeah, that's just, why I'm like I don't know what to say yet this is honestly oh you'll have a lot to say I'm oh, sure yes. this is honestly Good. just us sh- us sharing in real time you know things that we're feeling that we know 100% without a shadow of a doubt that other educators feel too and mm. so Um, you know, Wade and I obviously have spent our years in education, educating students, and now we're in a little bit different role where we are educating the educators and, um, who then impact students. But we also are very fortunate to be able to be, you know, within school systems and school districts and working classrooms from time to time. And so, um, we're lots of different hats, but, um, a couple of years ago, three years ago, as a matter of fact, we got our newest hat that we were able to put on Mm -hmm. and we were blessed with a son Maverick. Yeah. Um, who just turned three on April twenty fifth? He sure did. We have kept a human alive for. I mean, years. and he is doing great. <laughs> um, Cries when you change his clothes, but <laughs> or awesome. diaper. We love the three major stage. To eat. Like, why would you cry when you have to the eat? Three major stage. It's just the, seriously. Who doesn't like, love to eat? Why can't I? That, what? Okay. So, anyways. That was our newest hat. And when we started, and this is something that honestly we're just processing because, you know, the first couple of years of parenthood is just like a whirlwind and it's like, what even happened? Right. And then you start to, I don't, it's always a whirlwind, right? But it changes. And so you start to transition to a new season and a new season of hard. And it's like, wait, let me 
I'm feeling some things, right? And so when we got that new hat of being mom, dad, parents, right? And you mix that hat with the hat of educators and serving kids and serving other humans. And then not only are you sacrificing and serving your child, your family, your spouse, but then you serve others all day long. I feel like a lot of times when those two hats collide and you're trying to wear both simultaneously, it's this constant feeling of which hat do I have on now, but also do I have the energy to fulfill both of these hats? Because obviously we don't have two heads, right? We don't, mm-hmm. so we can't wear both hat at the mm-hmm. hat, or we have to wear both hats at the same time. But you're stuck. You, you get the analogy. You right. get the visual. You get the picture. Yes. It's hard. Okay. Yes. Very difficult. It is hard, and I feel like what a lot of times that does is creates shame and guilt because. If we don't have one, the right hat on in the right scenario, we need both hats on. How are we giving enough to both groups of people? And I feel like that that has caused just a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. And so we just kind of want to share our story and what we've been feeling. Because, again, we know that as educators, you serving little humans, tiny humans, big humans all day long, and then going home to your real-life humans, it just provides shame and guilt in both directions. And so um, Wade and I, you know, we are – or I am the co-founder of a Get Your Teach On conference, mm-hmm. and Wade is an educator, and we have written a book together, The mm-hmm. Wild Card, and we do speaking engagements with schools and school districts and trainings, and we travel, um, but we are also both out of the classroom right now to be able to do that work. Right. For us to do this work, the sacrifice is that we aren't in the classroom. That's the biggest sacrifice for us, and I know a lot of people are like, but you're not in the classroom. I'm like, you don't understand that's the biggest sacrifice to be able able to impact other students is that we have to sacrifice our own classrooms. But in this work, we have had to navigate how we travel, live a life on the road, manage a business, manage teams, manage people, manage incredible educators, manage volunteers, manage all of the things while also managing our life. Yeah. And because of the role that I am in, I have kind of assumed the, being the co-founder of Get Your Teach On, I have also assumed the leader role of this organization. Yeah, she's the boss lady. Well, okay. She's the big boss lady. I'll take it. I'll take it. No, I'm kidding. Um, anybody who knows me, I hate, I, that is not my, that is not the best hat that I wear, right? That is not why I got into education. I love teaching. And so that is why I do the work that I do. But, um, with me being kind of in that role of leader and us also having a family, it has shifted Wade more into supporter. Also, he does a lot with Get Your Teach On, but to make our life work and function the best way, Wade really does more, wears the hat more of, I don't want to call you a a stay-at-home dad because you're not. We have care for Maverick. Yeah. But you, I have to take a lot of night meetings, evening meetings, weekend meet. Like there's, when we're working with educators, when do they get off work? Correct. Five o'clock. That's when, you know, Maverick comes home at three. No choice. So somebody, we can't both be on meetings. Somebody has to be with Maverick and that tends to be Wade and I tend to be the one on meetings. Right. And so... We've had to do a lot of work around this because, and I promise we're going to get somewhere with this, right? This is, like I told you guys, story time. It's a little bit different type of episode today. Um, but we've had to deal with this a lot because, first of all, we're dealing with shame and guilt on both sides. And I'll let you share your side mm-hmm. of things in a second. But um, for me, one of the biggest areas of shame that I wear right now, and it is deeply rooted for me, and it is something that I struggle with on a daily basis, is that I am not being a good enough mom. 
Wade knows this is something that I've really had to work through. I have a lot of emotions about. Um, I feel very deeply connected to because I feel like I, you know, I even question whether or not I was ever even meant to be a mom if I'm just being purely raw and real with you on a deep level. And a lot of it is rooted in the fact that while Maverick is receiving, first of all, Maverick, I, I, I know the truth. I, the truth is that Maverick is one of the most loved children yeah, I've ever seen. And you say this all the time. I've like, ever you seen know in my life. Like, we both do. I know what the truth is. And it's yeah. just like you as a parent, you know your kids are, are deeply loved, right? Or your spouse is deeply loved or whoever your guilt is typically associated with, with being a teacher as well. And I know Maverick is deeply loved. But I also have to deal with the fact that Maverick chooses Wade. Maverick loves Wade's attention. If we are in a scenario, like let's say that we were um, doing that whole scenario where mommy stands on one side, daddy, daddy stands on the other, 100% of the time he is going to choose daddy. And that is because a lot of it is just their personalities, right? But he also spends a good majority of the time with Wade. And my time is definitely when I'm with Maverick is very present, but there's a lot of times in the evenings that I'm also away from him mm-hmm. or that we're traveling or that something else is consuming my space and my time. And with that and trying to shift and balance this role of being leader of an organization and mom and being a woman in that space, because typically, you know, society says that dads are the workers, mm-hmm. right? And they're the ones that come home and kids are excited to see them. But we know that kids love, you know, our mom, they, they appreciate their mom's attention, right? But for me, society has shifted and I'm in this type of working role, which all educators are, and being a mom. And that has just presented a lot of challenges for me with guilt. And I struggle with is Maverick going to see me as a hard worker as it, listen, we're talking about a three-year-old. Okay. So I know I'm completely over it, but I'm not minimizing anything here because we should not minimize how we feel about things, right? Whether he's three or not, but is Maverick going to grow to see that mom's a hard worker? She's determined. And these are going to be things that he appreciates and values and sees, which I do see that side of things or mom was always on her computer. Mom was always working mm-hmm. on her cell phone. Mom was always working. Right. And I know that so many of us feel this guilt as teachers because we work so much and we take so much of our work home with us, not only physical work, but emotional work, right? And we're constantly questioning how our our own children or how our spouse or how our friends or whomever is important in your life, how they are going to perceive us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time that leads to deep shame and guilt because we, when we look at our respective roles, we're never being enough for someone. And that has been one of my, honestly, I've had, we've, I've spent a lot of time in therapy working through this um, just because I have felt a deep connection to shame and guilt with, I feel as though, do I need to sacrifice my profession and what I love doing, all of that, to be able to be an incredible mom? But then by sacrificing that, I'm letting go of who I am. But then I also love being an incredible mom and and truly what I'm trying to learn. And and notice I haven't said that I've learned it yet because I haven't, is that there's an and. And I can do both, but I've got to figure out a way to navigate this to where I'm not constantly feeling in a state of guilt that I'm letting somebody down somewhere. Mm. Whereas Mm -hmm. you are in a completely different situation because, Mm. you know, what society tells you is that you're the man of the ha- like you are supposed to yeah. be the one working and you're supposed to be the one going yeah, I mean, to and, you know your yeah and, and, and eight to five right. and, and it's 
it's not really, I, I'm in it. It's not that I'm in a different situation cause I'm not because I feel the same thing that you feel. So it's the circumstance is different, but the, the, the way that I feel is almost exactly the same that you would feel right. Because we have grown up with society saying that this is what we're supposed to do as male and females. And y'all it's, it's 2022, like, come on now. But say, thinking that too, I mean, just going back, like even when, before Maverick was born, right? I mean, our situation and our life was very unique in in the aspect of we were both teachers. We taught at the same school. We lived together. We were we're, we're married together. We're oh, I'm glad to know we're married together. Together all the time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Good, thank you for. I'm so yeah, we, glad. I was really, you know, that's a point of clarification what, for but, me. So yeah, there just... it is. There it is. <laughs> but we're, we're also running a business together, and so. um the, the the way before Maverick even came along was when we got married, like the, the way we would run our household was, was biblical and it still is biblical. And so finances, all of those things, I mean, leader of the house, that's biblical. That's what we, that, that's what we do. And so Maverick comes along and that just throws another variable into the scenario, into the situation. Um, you did not work that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, teaching the classroom. I did teach in the classroom that first mm-hmm. year, and then that's when COVID happened, and then everything just kind of rocked our world, just like everyone else, right? And so, figuring out what that looked like in that time was very, very challenging, obviously, but it also came with um, different obstacles that were put in our way and responsibilities that we had never even thought of before. I mean, think about it, like. Hope and I are, we, we went to college to become educators. Yes, we have our master's degrees and I, and I have mine in leadership and administration and print, be, educators, right? Hope has hers in reading. That's, that's what we wanted to do. By happenstance, we felt called to do this speaking, get your teach on book thing. And when COVID happened, we wanted to continue that because we felt this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we've been called to do. And so hiccups come up along the way just understanding like oh my gosh this is a lot like this is hope's business obviously i'm here to support that but what does that look like at the beginning i was on all the calls with her but is that necessary no it's not necessary and so it's it, it kind of morphed into not even on purpose like it's just what needed to happen happened to where Okay, Hope's got to take this call. Hope's got to do this. Hope's got to orchestrate this. Well, all right, that's fine. I got Maverick. And when you were talking, Hope, I think about, I don't know if our listeners watch Friends or not, but if you've ever seen the Friends episode where uh, Joey and Chandler get the the, the baby duck and the baby uh, (laughs) chick, right? And... um, like they're they're sharing the 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 caretaking with the baby chick and the baby duck and joey comes home that day and um he comes home and uh because they share a house and he says well i'm gonna go out with my friends and chandler's like what i i've been slaving i was up at all night you and then joey goes well i've been working really hard today and then chandler goes you don't think taking care of the chick and the duck are hard that's not work and so it's, it's one of those things to where, like, yes, the stereotypical thing is for men and women to have their roles, but that's not where the day and the age that we live in. And I, it's taken us a lot of work to kind of relearn what that looks like. And that's not saying that Wade King doesn't pour into <laughs> Get Your Teach On and speaking and 
but the roles have shifted. Like it's, it's just one of those things that, that happens. And on that end, I do feel shame to where, oh, I have been taught that, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, it's that toxic masculinity type thing that comes along to where I need to provide and I need to do this. And, but at the end of the day, I am, I am providing for that. And I'm not just sitting on my butt doing nothing. Like it's, it's work. And anyone out there that knows taking care of kids, it is work, Mm -hmm. but all, but it's all work. Like, I, I don't know a lot of people. And if you do know someone out there in a similar situation that we are in, that can that we can talk to and can share stories with that'd be awesome. Yes, it is a huge blessing that Hope and I do this together and we are running this business together and we parent together and we are married together. It is great and we know that. We are so beyond thankful and grateful for that and what we've been called to do and the opportunities that we have. But it is very challenging on a personal level a lot of the time. I mean it our business problems trickle into our personal life and vice versa. And it's one of those things to where um, shame does sink in to where you feel like you're not doing enough. And I think as humans and as educators, we feel that a lot because we want to do the best that we can, that we possibly can, because at the end of the day, we are servants. It's, it's ingrained in us. It's in our DNA. And we want to be the best servant that we possibly can be and do the best job that we can. And then, you know, I mean, when you're a mom and I can only speak from a mom's perspective, obviously, but when you're a mom and you go and you pour your energy into little humans all day and then you have to go home to your kids and there's no more guilt than feeling like I don't even have the energy for my own children. And what does that say about me as a mom? And what does that mean about me? And, and then what happens is it's like this snowball effect, right? We start having those thoughts about ourselves and start telling ourselves lies that we aren't a good mom or we're not giving enough love to our kids or we don't even have enough energy for, we start telling ourselves lies. But then what we do is we get on social media and we start looking at every female, you know, who is also a mom or again, if you're not a mom, a spouse or whoever it may be, right? That we're looking at this other mom and and she's doing all these amazing things with her child and it just seems like she has so much energy and then it's like well why am I not like that and that's what I should be like and that I should strive to have that kind of energy right or maybe you you know you're single and you don't even have a a spouse or a significant other or a child and you're like but then you start comparing yourself to say say you're really on a fitness journey and you're like well why don't I look as good as this person or that person and you start feeling shame or guilt that you're not giving enough time or investing into that piece of your life and it just constantly becomes this spiral when we fall into what is directly, I think, related to shame, which is comparison. And, you know, I am not going to lie when I say that something that I have to work through so hard, and so much of this is that society has ingrained this into us as women, but just in in the fact that I feel like I have to be everything and give everything and be all everything everybody needs me to be, is that, you know, we're around friends or we're around family and Maverick, you know, chooses Wade or, or like says, I don't want mommy. I want daddy. And any parent is like, girl, please, let me, let me count the times that that's happened in my world. Right. Cause that is just such a natural thing. Right. And I know that logically and reasonably, but then irrationally my anxiety comes into play and I start instantly thinking, Oh, do they think that I work too much and that's why my son doesn't like me? Oh, do they think that I'm on the phone too much and that's why my son? Oh, do they think that I'm on the computer? And I start painting this narrative that other people have of me that's probably, I would say, most likely not even on their radar, much less what they're actually thinking. 
but I start painting this false narrative of what other people then think about me. And I start thinking that of myself. And that is where I get into this deep, dark pit of shame. Mm -hmm. And that has been, you know, a situation that I have that's had its ebbs and flows, but something that I have not even really been able to process or verbalize until honestly the past couple of months to really feeling like, why do I feel these emotions and why do I feel certain, you know, way and I'm feeling a strong sense of, you know, um, guilt, shame, just around being a mom and being a working mom. And I think that that is very difficult, especially for us as females. And a lot of it is overcoming what society has said to us. But then also a lot of times really when we're tired, we become irrational and we allow our irrational thoughts to take over, which are oftentimes lies. And then we use those lies to create our narrative. And then that's what starts telling us who we are as people. Yeah. I mean, we is and, and something that we've really learned is we, we've we got to talk and we've talked about this earlier, too. We, we've got to talk to ourselves like we would talk to a, a friend or a family member. Right. You, you've got to speak those truths into you. And so, I mean, it's it's one of those things to where and then obviously have those conversations with the people that you love. And so they can validate you. And therapy mm-hmm. is great for that. Like, mm-hmm. it's awesome for that. So, I mean, reminding your loved ones that, yes, you are a, a great mom. You are a great friend. You are a great educator. And this is why. Like, it's, it's very right. important that you do that. And some things that I have personally told myself, because I question myself, too. And I don't think it's just a female thing. I think it's a male thing too. I mean, yeah, it is I mean, what it is. Yeah, from a for, for, for your perspective. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get that. And, but it's it's one of those things to where I constantly I'm like, you know what? By God, at the end of the day, I I have a a, a great life. I have a bachelor's degree in education. I was a heck of an effective teacher when I was in the classroom. I I was an administrator for three years. Like I know my content front and back because oftentimes I will feel like, man, I'm not, I don't even know what being a teacher. No, I do know what being a teacher is. That's who I am. I'm not just happenstance. And so speaking those truths into yourself, like you would your friend or colleague and knocking some sense into yourself that way, definitely adds to you feeling more validated now yes shame will always be there but yeah. it's a it's a great tool to be able to use when you are feeling down and out about what you're doing and, and you, you're trying to find your, your place and I went through a while to where I was like I don't even know what I need to be doing when when arguments would come up they would trickle over from the business to the personal life and I'm just like you know what it would be life would be a lot better if it was just one of us doing this most of the time both spouses are in the same, aren't in the same business. They're not speaking together. It's one or the other, and they're doing a completely different job. But that's not same, what we've been called to do. In the same breath, you know, just in the world of social, and Wade is so good at at really speaking affirmations and truth. He's much better at that than I am. That is something that I still struggle with. Um, but in a world of social media, you know, you went back to the fact that you know you being out of the classroom to serve educators right now you saying, oh my gosh, well, what does this even mean for me as a teacher? And I know this has been a big thing on social media for educators that the time that the instance or the, as soon as someone leaves the classroom, whether it be to pursue other opportunities or to, um, you know, serve teachers or whoever, they're immediately looked down upon and shamed. 
and saying, yo, you need to take a seat because you don't understand anymore. And I'm like, why are we discrediting and devaluing the work that has been done in classrooms that now teachers are then going in other opportunities and ways to share and to assist and to help teachers? Isn't that what this is supposed to be about? Like that's what it's supposed to be about. You don't have to be in a classroom to be able to impact the world of education. And as a matter of fact, if everybody was in the classroom, nothing would ever get done in education. And I'm not taking one second away from the work that is, because that is the most important Mm -hmm. work. Trust and believe that I say that is the most important work and always has been and always will be. And that is why I say the greatest sacrifice for me is being out of the classroom, right? But a lot of times social media then tries to tell you who you are, right? And I think that's one of the biggest things for me as a mom. And I, you know, just want to give a word of caution of something that I've had to be very intentional about is stepping away from social media or unfollowing people or getting, and it doesn't make them a bad person because I have to unfollow them. Like, because they look like a great mom and like they have it all together. That's amazing for them. That does not make them a bad person. It just isn't good for me and my insecurities to have to see that, right? Right. But if you can't step away from social media long enough, if that's an issue for you too, you've got to get a grip on some things and say, okay, she is doing amazing things. She's doing incredible as a mom, but you have to reframe it. But I also know she has her struggles. You you just have to know that and you have to be able to reframe it into a reasonable, um, digestible understanding understanding versus a comparison we've got to be so cautious of that and if you find yourself unintentionally comparing yourself to others then social media nobody's life is perfect nobody's life is perfect and uh everyone goes through their problems and their issues but that's why we also said that um educators we can be so resilient like and that's and at the end of the day, like that's, and we one can of also hide that, a lot of yeah. really, we can hide our dirty yeah. laundry and sweep it under the rug. It's what we do, but that doesn't mean that, that people aren't right. struggling. And so, you know, that has been a journey for us is just working through our shame of serving others in the way that educators serve and also being able to serve our family and serve ourselves. Um, we just wanted to really have a real raw conversation with you guys about that, because I know there is so much shame in the mindset of educators, because again, we feel like we're, if by serving other people and serving students all day long, we feel like we're then not enough for everyone else. Right. And so I would love to tell you and sit here and say, here's the answer to that. Here's how you get rid of it. And I don't think that there is ever going to be an answer. I think it's going to be a constant awareness, you just, you a just constant combat it when it comes approach, up. a all. constant work and a constant yeah. effort, especially for those of us who struggle with that. Um, to really, again, speak truths over yourself versus listening to the lies that a lot of times our irrational side um, paints for us. And so, um, again, this this episode was more just about sharing our story and hopefully allowing, even if it's one other person to say, oh my gosh, okay, now I know I'm not alone. Now I know I can start working through this. Just an awareness or an awareness of, oh man, I didn't even realize that I'm struggling with shame, but I think that's what I'm struggling with, being able to name that then there are strategies and steps, just like with anxiety and depression that you can put into place to start working through that and being able to just, you know, understand it and being able to really, I guess, um, process it Mm -hmm. at a higher level. So that's what we wanted this episode to be about, even if it was for one person to be able to name or identify or recognize that they're not alone in the reality of life and the reality of the struggle that every human faces. It does not make us exempt because we are teachers and we serve other people. So 
be very cautious in, you know, the fact that there is shame in trying to give everybody your all. Um, there will always be shame because then we feel like we're never leveling up for somebody somewhere. So really, you know, give yourself an opportunity to take a step back and paint some truths for your life and truth for yourself and speak those more than you speak the lies. That's it. So anyways, that, that was our deep episode on, on shame. And listen, I'll be right there with you working because I still am attending therapy on a regular basis, working through this and probably will be something that I work, work through for a very long time. Um, just because again, that's, I, yeah. I want to be everything for everybody. And that's not a, that's not a negative thing either, but we have to be realistic. That's right. If, if you felt like, uh, we spoke to you today, I mean, feel free to reach out to us and, and share this episode with your friends and your family members, tag us, let us know. Um, it's, it's one of those things to where this hits home in the professional life, but also more importantly in, in the personal life because that's who we are as educators. We're more than teachers. We're more than teachers. We're more than teachers. So you can reach out to me. Um, again, I always love collaborating and just sharing, again, stories, being thought partners for other educators out there. But I'm Hey Ho King. He's Hey Wade King. We are also at Get Your Teach On. But I think that's all we've got for you guys today. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Have an amazing week if you Peace are listening out. to this on a Monday. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.